you have to have the people who are interested in telling stories. Once you find those people, then you start telling stories and then you start understanding what are the different ways that we can tell these stories. And then once you do that, it's, it gets a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And before you know it, it has its own momentum. My next guest is the global talent branding and traction strategist. He's worked at IBM Twilio and he's currently leads the employer brand for corporate recruitment at Workrise. As a co-founder and board member of Talent Brand Alliance, Brian has worked in recruitment, technology and marketing, providing him insights into marketing and hiring and the importance of technology and the buying process that candidate uh, can when they're applying for jobs. He's an international keynote speaker and trainer on the topic of recruitment and talent branding and loves to travel. The Huffington Post recently named him as the top 100 most social HR experts on Twitter. Brian Chaney, welcome to Talent Blazers. Thank you so much for having me, David. Uh, appreciate it. Um, and, and you know, you hear all those things like listed out and um, you're just like, yeah, I did that, but I only did one of them at a time. Or maybe maybe two of them at a time. Um, no, it's a good it's it's a good wrap up and a good reminder uh, that I've got a lot left to learn. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to have you here. Welcome, uh, Talent Brand Alliance. Um, tell us a little bit about Talent Brand Alliance for those who don't know who Talent Brand Alliance are. Sure. So a long time ago, uh, my friend Will Staney and I. Uh, we're trying to figure out how we grow, how we develop ourselves, how do we learn, where are the people who do what we do? And this was way back in 2012, and there wasn't a place. And so we said, well, if there's not a place and we need it, then other people probably need it too, so let's build it. And so it's been a long time coming. Uh, last several years have seen it really start to grow and take off uh, in maturity. It's a community. It's an online community. It's also an event series. But really, it's a, it's a community of people who, focused, who focus on recruitment marketing, employer branding, and employee communications, which means if you're, if you're an employee experience storyteller, uh, Talent Brand Alliance is probably the, the place for you. Uh, it is a vetted community, mm. which means that if you're in sales or if you're a vendor, if you're not, doing, if you're not working as a practitioner doing the work, then it's really hard for you to add value when you come in as a member. And so that's why we screen those folks out. Um, they can still take place uh, and take part in different ways. But, um, but from a community standpoint, it's all people doing the work so that people can ask questions, other people are willing to share, and it's such an engaged community. Um, there's, there's questions and articles and conversations and all these things that are helping people get where they need to go because there's no one playbook. Yep. And there's definitely no one right way to do what we do, uh, aka no experts. Yeah, awesome. And how many people are in the community? Fast forward to today. So we're approaching 2,000 wow. vetted people in the community. Awesome. Um, it exists. It exists in uh, in a community uh, organization platform, as well as a Facebook group and a few other places. Um, as uh, you know, lots of different people around the world um, deal with Facebook in different ways. Um, but the platform itself and the emails, <clears throat> excuse me, member calls as well, local chapters. There's lots of different ways that people leverage Talent Brand Alliance to connect with their peers and mentors. Mm, nice. And you've had a big month, Brian. You've uh, you've left Indeed. 
you've joined WorkRise. For those who uh, don't know much about WorkRise, what are WorkRise uh, all about? So WorkRise uh, is based in Austin, Texas, um, but has, has operations internationally. And uh, for me, I, I, the way I think about WorkRise is a, uh, a platform, a, an actual marketplace for companies who need to hire skilled trades workers. And that's across energy, oil, gas, uh, solar, wind, um, all the way to construction and defense. So all the, the big, tough, um, really important work that needs to get done um, that I know I'm certainly not qualified to do. Um, a, lot, a lot of those folks are, are, they need to find jobs. They also need to have consistent work and there's not really been a great process or place for them to have that work managed, um, really help themselves develop their career with training and, and upskilling. And then also to facilitate that connection with those companies who need to hire them for a three-month project, a six-month project, a two-year project, those kinds of things, and then help manage that relationship over time. So it's really a marketplace to get the hard work done. Mm, I love it. Now, you've, uh, you've been employed um, off the back of a very successful environment that you've, uh, that you've grown yourself at Indeed with the help of others, I'm assuming. Um, but there are a lot of people out there who are in employed branding thinking about how do I go about growing my team? And you are at ground zero uh, right now. So I'd, I'd love to know uh, from your perspective, how do you go about growing an employed branding team from, from well, this is quite small to uh, you're at 15 plus over at, over at, you, at Indeed. What, what does that look like? Well, it looks like at the beginning, a lot of desperation. <laughs> many, many people who do what we do are teams of one, maybe two people. And so that's the yeah. space that a lot of us live in. And, and I'm, I've, I've gone back to that space. Now, now at WorkRise, I'm a team of one on employer brand. That's going to change very soon. I'm going to be hiring um, a few people starting with a content producer, but, but a lot of people are in that spot. So how do I justify that headcount? How do I yeah. build a skill set? How do I look at the organization as it stands? Who are my partners? Who within marketing, PR, HR, where are the other hands that I can ask for help? And so understanding that you, you have to build that case that way. So you, first of all, you got to meet everybody. Yep. And so I'm, I'm seven days in right now. So literally I'm still meeting everybody. But the good news um, is that I knew early on as I was talking to WorkRise that I needed to say, hey, I'm going to need to hire some people. I know that it's not just going to be me doing this. And so my boss said, oh, okay, what do they look like? What is that? Who are the people? What kind of budget are you going to need? What kind of advertising? All those other things. Like I, I knew having gone through that six and a half year almost process at Indeed that I said, okay, in order to, to tackle these goals. So in the interview process, I was like, what number of hires do you need? Where are they located? What are the roles? Um, what do you get now? What, what are you spending? How is, uh, how is recruiting augmented? What mm. tools do you have available? And so a lot of it was, okay, I'm going to be starting almost from scratch. There's some things that I can do that where you don't necessarily need a shiny out of the box uh, tool or service at the beginning. You have a lot of learning to do. You have, you have to really start digging in the dirt and figure out um, where, where you really are. But moving forward, it's do I 
Do I hire for this skill? Do I hire for someone who's done this work before? Or do I hire for the nuts and bolts of the basic knowledge, the fundamental how and what uh, needs to be done? So when you think about content production, it's uh, somebody who can write, somebody who can uh, shoot video, create graphics, edit video, edit podcasts, somebody who understands how to craft those stories and and package them in lots of different ways. And then um, the the other bit is like, I need somebody who can write. I need somebody who understands how to tell a good story. And then I also need to to find someone who understands how advertising and marketing work. And so a lot of times I'll look at a marketing manager, someone who spent their time in online lead generation um, or digital marketing space, and they'll actually have a really short ramp to understand how that maps to the recruiting world. It's a lot tougher to take a recruiter and teach them marketing in my experience. So for me, you also don't, you also you don't always have the budget to hire someone who's got that uh, wealth of experience. So you have to say, okay, I need someone who understands how this works and I can teach them the why and the how behind it. So that's been my, that's been my approach a, a lot is to really look for those, those fundamental skills. And, and how are you reporting back success to the business? So you, you can get the, the third and fourth and fifth hire into your team. Yeah. So for me, it's not about, um, I need to hire this person and here's why I need to hire this person or here's what success looks like for this person. If I'm hiring a content producer, um, I'm mapping everything that they're going to be doing to the strategic business initi initiatives that existed before I ever talked about having a headcount. So I outline the top priorities and I say, okay, if these are the top priorities as they stand today, we're going to need content for this. We're going to need content for this. We're going to need some of that stuff that I, some of that stuff I can do. I can do it pretty quickly because I've done it for years and years. I believe it or not, I've been, um, I've been in, in recruitment marketing and employer brand since 2004. So, and I came from marketing, so I can do a lot of that stuff on my own, but at some, it's, at some point you have to say what, what, what's better, what's more efficient to have somebody who can do that work and then let me step back and understand how the pieces fit together. So, so the success yeah. is really aligned to the actual strategic initiatives that you've already got, or you should already have. So, okay, if mm. it's content, you need to do this. If it's advertising, then you're solving for lead gen and lead gen typically solves for hiring initiatives. So if you've got your hiring initiatives outlined, you understand where the problems are, whether it's a whether it's traffic generation or it's traffic quality, all those different pieces, that tells you how that success is going to be measured. Mm. Nice. Well, leveraging off the, the Talent Blazer community, sorry, Talent Alliance community that you do have, um, you've got over 2,000 people um, in, in that community. You would have seen a lot of um, successful environments, real high flyers, people who are doing really well with employee branding, and then maybe on the opposite end. In your opinion, like where do you think employee brands should be reporting into? Should they be reporting into TA, internal comms, marketing? What, what's your opinion of, of, of where EB should be, be placed within the business? So my favorite two word response to that and many questions is it depends. <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is if it's employer brand in the purest sense, 
and it probably should sit within corporate marketing. But if it's employer brand that encompasses recruitment marketing, traffic generation, reputation management, if it's soup to nuts, everything employer brand, then it should sit within TA in my experience. That doesn't mean it can't sit within other organizations. Uh, I've also seen the EVP or value proposition and management analysis and consulting live within other parts um, that heavily influences the success of your employer brand and recruitment marketing efforts. And, so and what's, for me, go ahead. What would be the benefit between um, you reporting into one function versus the other? Glad you asked. So, when you think about how you work, a lot of times you're in a silo and you're doing what you can with the tools that you've got, with the connections that you've got, and you're on limited resources. So if you're sitting within marketing, you're likely, you've likely got relationships, you've got the connections to um, the people who are working on things that you're going to have to tie into anyway from a global brand perspective, if you're global. But from a consumer brand, you have to tie into that. You have to make sure that you're using the right... Uh, bits and pieces, um, all the all the fonts, the the hex colors, all the things that are that that make up the look and feel of a brand. You have to stay connected to that, and you also want to make sure you're doing that in case the brand decides to make a change. So you you don't want to you don't want to catch the tail end of that decision. I've done that before, by the way, um, but you want to make sure that you've got information into how um, marketing and the overall brand is working and operating. So listening, being in the room when the right conversations are being had is a big part of that. The other piece of that is that depending upon how the business is structured, whether it's B2C, B2B, the marketing team is typically going to have a lot more budget than you are sitting within TA. Well, it yep. depends, right? So if you're, if you're in a high growth organization, high growth typically means what do you need to get your job done? Do you need heads? You got heads. Do you need advertising? You got advertising. Do you need um, leadership, communication, buy-in, changes, all those things. If the pain is there because the hiring is there, then you've typically got all the leverage that you need. And I've been in that role. Um, but if you're in a lot of organizations where you're still fighting for relevance, you're still trying to educate and getting people to understand the value that you're bringing beyond just getting people in seats, then, then that's tougher. And you need budget to be able to do a lot of those things, whether that's mm. budget for tools, budget for services, budget for advertising. And, and you typically will either have access to the tool or have access to a budget that allows you to get something that's a good facsimile for, for letting you accomplish some things that you wouldn't normalize be able to do. Yeah, nice. All right, well, we love video at Talent Blazers. Obviously, there's lots of people uh, watching who, who um, you know, really interested in video. I'm curious to know from your perspective, how should employee brand professionals be thinking about uh, video or even introducing video if they haven't introduced video into their workflow? I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the magical word of pilot. Uh, if you're, if you haven't used video yet, then you probably suspect that video is going to help tell a lot of, uh, really good stories and it will. Um, but the, the success of any video program has to do with how it's launched, how it's, um, trained and how it's maintained. So if you've got evangelists inside who, who are just already tr looking for opportunities to create content. You have to tap into those influencers, those evangelists, 
And, and that's going to help create those use cases. So you have to, it's like a snowball. You have to have that first one. You have to have the people who are interested in telling stories. Once you find those people, then you start telling stories and then you start understanding what are the different ways that we can tell these stories. And then once you do that, it's, it gets a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And before you know it, it has its own momentum. So much like the snowball going downhill, you've got people who see those stories, who see the videos, who are, who, who are clicking on them and asking what the hiring managers, hiring leaders are going, why do they have video and I, ha- and I not have video? So that, that, if those are those moments when you know that the program is working when it comes to, to capturing and sharing and activating video content. The other piece is, um, I'd say about half of it is, are you prepping and doing the work? And then the other uh, part is, are you activating that content? Are you, are you leveraging your internal networks to get eyes on that, to really showcase it as what it is, which is the, one of the most powerful recognition platforms that you can have within an organization is, oh, someone asked me to share a bit of my story and other people are watching it. Other people care about it. And that's the other piece that allows it to perform an engagement function and then a, a recognition function, and then long-term retention. And I think that part for me is something that people don't think about a lot. They don't think about that aspect because they're looking just at TA. Are we, getting, are we getting the hires that we need? Well, yes, and the people who are doing this work are feeling more engaged, they're feeling recognized, and they want to help, and they see the value and the impact from it. Yeah, it's really good advice. Well, Brian, it's been fantastic having you on to the program, Talent Blazers. Thanks for sharing your story. My pleasure. Um, always happy to chat um, and uh, and definitely welcome folks who are interested in learning more about the Talent Brand Alliance to go to talentbrand.org and apply for membership. Read. There's a lot of free content on there. Membership is also free. So no, no barriers. We want to make sure that the people who are trying to learn uh, can do so and connect with people who can help them today. Yep. It's a wonderful community. Jump on board. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, David.